The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This is Unbreakable with Jay Glaser, a mental health podcast helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now... Here's Jay Glazer. Welcome back to Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. I am Jay Glazer. And look, it was about a year ago where a friend of mine who I've trained with, who lived with me and my son for a while, came out on national television and told the world he was struggling. That friend just happens to be the best tackle in the National Football League and Lane Johnson. And it was at that moment also, he gave me almost permission to come on television and tell the world that I was struggling with what I call the gray depression, anxiety. So said a year later, Hey, let's run it back. Big boy, Lane Johnson. Welcome to unbreakable. How are you brother? Doing good, man. A year ago, we did that interview and you said to me, I've been stuck in hell since we've done that in this past year. Do you still feel like you're stuck in that hell of depression, anxiety, or has it alleviated? Have you been able to see a little heaven? No, I'm in a I'm in a much better headspace uh, compared to last year. Um, I mean, I was dealing with a number of things. Primarily, um, the surgery I had on my ankle put me in a bad spot. I wasn't able to work out, feel the same, uh, you know, doing day to day stuff for my profession without feeling pains that was always on my mind and amplified. And then I think we just some of the medication I was on maybe wasn't agreeing with me in my system. You know, whenever your body feels so, uh, extremes like that to where you have like convulsions, uh, like the shakes, tremors in your hands, it's really scary. And it's, uh, and it's something that it seems like it's always over you and it can, it can really can take control of your life. Um, and it's hard to really open up and express what it really feels like to people who may be ignorant of the feeling. But, uh, once you get it, it's, uh, the fear that you have in your in your system is like overload mm-hmm. to where it's hard to describe. 
But I, I feel like all my, a lot of my anxieties all, have always come from just like internal pressures. I think, um, you know, coming from a small town, my goal was always to be, um, an NFL player. And so, you know, the odds of doing that is, is high, but I just feel like I was always hardwired. If I always had, you know, my mindset on something, I would always, you know, pretty much stay to it. You put too much pressure on yourself. Like you, you were, so, yeah, you, yeah. Goals so, that really aren't attainable, you know, yeah. in a way. And even when you do attain them, it's like, well, you were expecting to get them anyway. So it's right. like, you know, right. you had yourself in shackles almost. And so that was a, a no win type of situation. Uh, I, I feel like since last year, I feel, I feel liberated, you know, having come over, you know, forward about it. When I realized, you know, so there was people from the Colts organization, um, that reached out. I just like it touched a lot of people in the NFL because a lot of athletes are going through this. Yeah. Uh, people I go against, they're going through the same exact struggles. And it's, um, you know, our job mm-hmm. is to go win, win football games and there's a lot at stake. You know, it's people's, you know, it's a, it's a high price game, you know, uh, season in, season out. For, for people who didn't see the feature that you and I did last year, just, and I, I said to you, look, my depression, and anxiety when it kicks in, I feel it on the left side of my gut, feel it behind my rib cage, and I feel it in my joints like I just went through a fifty round fight yeah. in the rain, right? So for yeah. people who have didn't see our feature, describe to people what your depression anxiety did to you, what it caused you. Uh mine was where every time I woke up it was like I was in full anxiety attack mode. So I lost a lot of weight, probably fifteen, twenty pounds doing day-to-day activities was, was hard to function and then trying to play football on top of it. I, I couldn't do it no more. I was at a, I was at a place where, um, you know, I feel like my body t- had, was, had all that it could take and all that it could muster. And so I, I really needed help and to stop putting this stuff in the corner, um, and letting it consume me, you know, a little bit of a time and, uh, really come to grips with it. And I feel like, Further understand yourself. I feel like whenever you're put in these positions that well, it opens yourself up well to you. And so you have to maybe confront different sides of yourself that, you know, you don't really understand. You also said you were, you were throwing up in front of blood, right? Yeah. Well, I've thrown up so much. So like when I'm saying, when I get these anxiety attacks, so the first thing I feel uh, is in your stomach because it's like the fight or flight response and all that blood rushes away from your stomach and you can get. Uh, yeah, very nauseous. This happens every game day for me, by the way. This has happened ever since, uh, really high school. But whenever this was going on, I feel like it was due to my, the medication that I was on. A lot of it was due to bad side effects. So when you have an SSRI, uh, side effects, they can range from like cold to flu-like symptoms. You can have tremors in your hand, like convulsions, and they stay with you. They don't, they don't really go away because this stuff is messing with your serotonin, um, you know, neurotransmitters in, in your brain. And so chemically, when that stuff isn't. Right, but you were, agree, you were kind of messing with your dosage, right? So like I want yeah, people, yeah. yeah, I want people yeah, to understand so that yeah. you're on medication. Yeah, so no. Medication yeah, works so no. for you. Yeah, I was on extended, extended release. Um, and what I was doing was usually I had regular prescriptions to where you could right. split them. And so with this extended release, there's a, there's a reason why it's made the way it is, is to not be split. And so basically I went from a pretty decent dose to nothing. And so, and these are the type of So you went uh, through withdrawals pretty much. Yeah, because you're supposed to taper down. There's a tapering system with these. And so the, the withdrawal symptoms, symptoms from these were, were terrible. And so the, the medication I was on was Paxil. And so that is known to have the worst uh, side effects of any of the SSRIs. Do you, uh, are you still on medication? Are you on different medication now? Yeah, yeah, I'm on a different medication. Okay. And 
you know, even with the whole medication thing, I always saw it as like a crutch. And, um, you know, if you had something bad with your knee, you know, you're going to take something for that or, right. you know, something. Uh, this is no different. This should be taken even more seriously. But I, I feel like uh, just us, we, we become very good at what we practice. So if like we, we're very good, you know, the anxiety builds up and you're constantly distracting yourself. Or I feel like we're attracted to drama. You know, social media Chaos. has drama on it. Yeah, it's yes. like your brain Chaos. almost gets addicted to it. And whenever you don't have that, you know, that stimulation from that, it manifests in anxiety, you know. But I, but the reason why I'm asking about your, your meds, I want people to hear this. Like, I've been on over 30, and I haven't yeah. found any of that worked for me yet. I use yeah. – I haven't said this publicly yet. I use ketamine infusions, yeah. um, and that is the only – but that's an IV. I yeah. haven't had a pill – I had one pill that worked for about four days, but I just metabolized things. But I'll never stop. Like, if we can find medication that's going to work for me, I'm going to take it. So I want people to understand that. I'm not against meds. Lane's not against meds. That's why I wanted him to say that he's using them. Anything that we could do is not a crutch and it's not a weakness. If it works for you, God bless you. Yeah, I just think it's it's another part of the plan of attack. I feel like this, um, along with – I, I thought like just training your mind. Um, really yeah. learning to quiet your mind and practice it because we don't practice it. Like I said, a lot of our world now is full of distractions. So like even like you were talking about before the podcast, you know, breath work, that's something that's been around for a long time. It's just, you know, starting to come around here in the U.S. and people practicing it. And then, you know, for what we do, it's all about stress control and, and trying to be your best self every day and, and not have like, like your thoughts running away with you. Yeah. I feel like that's the problem. Your thoughts, you got to learn to really quiet your mind and it's hard to do if you don't practice it the therapy for black girls podcast is an naacp and webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health personal development and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves here we have the conversations that help black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward we chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One thing I learned from you, which you didn't even tend to, to teach, is, you know, you and I were, were talking, and you were talking about journaling, and this didn't make the piece. And yeah. So I've had an anxiety attack every time I've ever been on TV from 2005 till now. And yeah. up until, well, I should say, when I wrote the book, once you said and you journaled, I had already written the book when you and I had sat down and talked last year, and then I realized, son of a bitch, I haven't been having these anxiety attacks, these panic attacks, when I've been going on TV as office. I'm like, man, I wonder if it's because I've been journaling, which in the book for me, basically writing a book is journaling. So that was huge. So you still, like, what's your practice now? You Do you journal now? Do you do meditation, breath work? I know you work out like a motherfucker. What else is part of your your journey to get you through this? Uh, well, there's a, well, so during the, uh, off season, I went to, uh, Dr. Amen. Um, oh, you did? Who has like, yeah, who has the Amen clinics. And so basically did a, a spec scan of my brain. And so he's kind of able to diagnose like which areas of the brain is kind of more overactive and can describe me kind of why you're feeling a certain ways. But, um, obviously he's big on meditation. Um, I think it's called Kirtan, Kirtan Kriya. I think that's the name of it. Okay. Um, he's big on that. It's almost like a, like a mantra, uh, to quiet yeah. your mind. Um, kind of like transcendental meditation. Yeah. Yeah. What he said, uh, uh, from the mantra though, like some of the studies, I know one of the studies is from a university, university of, uh, I think Pennsylvania, but I think they did an eight week study of just people that practice this every day. They showed a lot, uh, a lot better blood flow in the frontal, prefrontal cortex of the brain. And so they're a lot more sharp, focused, uh, able to deal with stress a lot better, anxiety. Um, but basically what he said, it's like a, it's a workout for your, for your mind, um, right. practicing this. He's also, so you, so you on, do that now? You do? Yeah. Yeah. I do, breath lot, work? yeah okay. I do a lot of that before, uh, before games or the night before, um, okay. to really just try to calm the system down and really quiet the, quiet the mind down. So when I'm on the field, I'm just, uh, you know, get the roommates in your head to stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or to play, to play nicely with each other, I should say. Yeah, well, yeah, really, it's just I'm just I'm trying not to think nothing. I'm gonna go on the field and not. I feel like the main problem with with things is overthinking. So I just yeah. want to just I'm just living in the present, the most present that I can be. So I want I want to get back to you and I did the feature, and I know you were nervous at one point going in. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about the reaction after you did the piece. Now that made you feel. I just, I just knew that a lot of, you know, I felt like I represented, uh, just a lot of the guys in the NFL that felt the same way that, uh, you know, deal with these things and maybe don't even, you know, talk to anybody really about it. These are things kept hidden to them, to themselves. And, you know, and I learned this stuff from like, you know, whenever my, uh, teammate Brandon Brooks went through a similar ordeal. And yeah, we just realized we have a lot more in common. And I think the main thing to break the fold is to, Talk, obviously communication, and then really have a plan of attack to really, okay, your mental health, what does that look like? How are we hitting all the boxes um, to protect our minds and really just our peace of mind? But how did it make you feel like these players reaching out? Did you, were you able to feel, was it able to lift you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt, 
I, I just felt liberated just go, just telling my story. And then the reactions, like I knew I was going to have different reactions, most mostly all positive. Yeah, I just, you know, a lot of these conversations that I had was with players after the games, like, hey, man, I go through similar stuff. You know, that was uh, – That's cool. That was a, yeah, that was that was the biggest touching home moment, was just seeing all the guys after the games and having these conversations with the guys. And, uh, you know, that meant the world to me. Is there any story you could tell where somebody in particular came over to you after the game and just touched you and something he said to you? And you don't have to use his name if you don't want to. Uh, yeah, it's one of the Raiders guys, pretty, pretty notable players, had some struggles, came up to me and, uh, you know, said that, hey man, praying for you, you know, gone through similar stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just like, just what I said, it's, it's all too very common yeah. that we all have these similar issues, but it's also very common that nobody knows it because we don't talk about it a lot. You know, it's crazy too. So again, I trained Lane for a couple of years in mixed martial arts and. And he lived with my son and I, um, and his big thing was, <laughs> obviously, I'm short. My son at the time was, I don't know, what was Sammy back then, 10 or whatever. So he was short. And Lane used to say, man, I feel like fucking Gandalf in this place. You two hobbits. So, but is it amazing that where our lives have gone? Because when I trained you in mixed martial arts, my entire thing to you is don't show it. Don't show you're hurt, mm. right? What was my thing? Neutral face. Neutral face. Don't fucking show it. If you're hurt... If you're tired, you will never fucking know, right? Lane, yeah. I'd jump your shit, right, if you put your hands on your hips, right? Don't fucking show it. And here I am now preaching to the world, and you now also preach in the world the complete opposite in life. Show it all. Tell it all. Say it all. Show your pain. Show your vulnerability. I, I, I'm still trying to process me living the two worlds. Yeah, well, I think what you said really does apply to really, like, your sport. So yours was mixed martial arts. Mine was football. And yeah, whenever you are in that cage, you, you, you do need to have that. You don't show any negative body language. You're a warrior in there. But like you said, it's very hard to separate that personality, that lifestyle. Okay. Now we're headed home. We're going to somewhere else. And it's hard to flip the switch to turn it off. And I think that's the main thing is that it's hard for us to flip the switch to turn it off because this is something so ingrained with you or something you've been so passionate about yeah. your whole life. And it really takes, really takes a hold of you as your identity, whether you like it or not, it's something you put a lot of your thoughts and time and energy on this earth thinking about. So it's hard to go to something else. Have you been able to take, cause I think a lot of our issues go from, come from social media. You know, we immediately, yeah, man, we're comparing ourselves to everybody else's filtered fraction of a second on fucking Facebook and Instagram, but also Twitter, man, we're just seeing so much shit talked about us, yet we're addicted to us. Have you yeah. been able to quit that addiction? Yeah, well, I have I have helped with my social media stuff, so my Instagram, my Twitter, so I really uh. try to look at that during the, uh, really just, you know, as I've gotten older, just the less I want to listen to the radio, the more I like to listen to podcasts or listen to, you know, stay in my own stuff, because I feel like with everything you turn on, I mean, 80% of it is negative, just a yeah. negative, just constant, mm. you know, that's what the world's turned into. Unfortunately, yeah. it's turned into drama. Um, like you said, the, the internet, I don't know. I feel like there's no accountability on there. I feel like, Hey, if you got a profile, Hey, you need to use some identity, some identification with it too. You can't just, you gotta be, you get, you must be held accountable for what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great world? <laughs> yeah. But it, it's incredible, too, because the shit people say to us, imagine you walking into somebody's job and us walking up to someone's boss and go, hey, 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 
Johnny over there, over there in uh, Office 204, he fucking yeah. sucks at taxes. That motherfucker's <laughs> yeah. terrible at taxes, right? Fucking fire him. That's what people do to us. Hey, yeah, that's, uh, come on. Yeah, you're like in a state of, of paranoia. But it, like, come, it comes with the territory. Like what I realized is that it's all, at the end of the day, it's all about the consumer enjoying the game or enjoying the fights, the spectator, the fans. Um, so it's part of the game, like. Yeah, but we have feelings, motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, the shit talking <laughs> existed in the 70s and 80s. It was just, it was, I feel like it's more face to face and it had right. nowhere to go, go type all their anger out and vent, <laughs> you know? Give me the, give me the point. I guess the hardest time for you or the lowest point you have that you got through. Yeah. I mean, it's probably been the past three years because like, like I said, a lot of this stemmed from three. my, my, yeah, a lot of this stemmed from my injury, you know, and having to, play professional sport and not feel the same or in constant pain. Yeah. I mean, something just gave me hell. I, I just thought, I thought I was going to re- retire early, to be honest with you. Really? And that, that was what I was fighting. Yeah. I mean, because if it was going to affect me this bad, even though I can still make money and still be good at what I do, not knowing that I can, you know, dro- drove me nuts, you know, when I can't push off my left foot the way I am my right foot. Yeah. So it's just something I had to adapt to, but yeah, now it's, it's, it's normal. Were you yeah, close felt, to retire? I, I mean, I thought whenever, uh, you know, I left and whenever, whenever we did that interview, you know, I was talking to Dom. I was like, Hey, I don't really know how much longer I can go with this. Uh, just cause my body was hurting so bad. You can see even last year on, on my film, uh, like run block and like coming out, I was, I was very high. I was in pain. I was just in a lot of pain, but you know, sitting in the NFL, hey, people, it's, it's the name of the game. You know, you got to get healthy or somebody else is coming in. So. You know, a lot of it was, in, was you know, that and then the internal pressure to play at a certain level, despite whatever excuse you may have. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. 
My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what I'd like you to do? And I meant to say this when I went around. I'd love for you to be able to tell your trainer, right, when guys are hurt, to ask guys how they're doing. Not just physically. Because like you said, when you're hurt, it's a warrior being forced to put his shield down when he's not signed up to put his shield down. Yeah. So talk to him. Talk to him and say, hey, from now on, when you got a guy in there, make sure, just talk to him that they're okay between the ears. Yeah, and I think, it, the you know, the most vulnerable times is like whenever a coach, or, or at least like talks that you remember, is like when a coach pulls you aside mm-hmm. privately, you know, not among the guys, and like tells you like, hey, how are you doing? That type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that's where guys will open up more instead of being – you know, in the locker room among the guys, if you do it in a more personal setting, guys will really tell you what's on their mind. But like, like, like I said, you go into the gym and ask the guys how they're doing, they're always going to say, I'm good. You know, I'm right. good. Yeah. 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 But really pulling, you're saying really pulling somebody aside saying, Hey, Re- really pulling doing? somebody aside. Exactly. Right. Really pulling them aside. It went, when this went down too last year, I did, I jumped your shit for not reaching out to your teammates, me being one of them. Right. Tell us this, it got this bad. Do you, A, do you now realize that, okay, I, I can never get in a place where I don't reach out to anybody? Do you get that? Yeah. Now? Yeah. I mean, the self isolation, I feel like it's not, it's like a natural, like side effect of it. I feel like when you first get these, you know, or feel this stuff, you just want to isolate and not, you know, I guess spread it anymore for people to find out. You want right. this to be just your problem that you can hopefully overcome, but. Yeah, I mean, I only knew that it was just going to – it kept building the monster. And I knew that even though it was making things worse, it was like I wasn't going to turn back, you know. And I feel like a lot of people do this. I, I don't know why because I guess they're scared to confront them – to confront it. Well, there's a certain amount of shame we feel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're like – yeah, well, we used yeah, to look well, at it like it's weakness. Now I don't. Yeah, well, these conversations didn't exist back in, yeah. you know, di- in different times. It was a suck-it-up mentality. Hey, and that's why you have a lot of trauma-filled people as grown-ups. That stuff doesn't go away, you know what I'm saying? It, it just it, it goes with you. I was especially proud when I saw you not too long ago doing a mental health speech at a synagogue. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, talk about coming such full circle for you, Lane, and just making a 180. Are, are you, were you proud of yourself? Were you able to be proud of yourself now for being able to lead so many of us out of this? Yeah, well, that was really, you know, another time that really hit home with me because, you know, that's the first time I've ever, besides, you know, going one-on-one with you, you know, speaking to a group about this. And, yeah, just the amount of people I saw, 
that were in the audience were there because I thought they were feeling some type of degree of pain or they have a loved one that's going through a certain situation. Um, man, it's a quiet killer. You don't realize how many people have lost lives, have lost loved ones to, to suicide or just, uh, you know, stuff that's, you know, that can be at least started with a conversation. And like I'm saying, yeah, seeing those parents and, and some of the kids there, that was special. Yeah, that was a, that was a good moment in my life. Before I let you go, our last question, I always ask somebody, give me a moment in your life, your unbreakable moment, something that could have broken. This doesn't have to be mental health-wise, just anything, something in your life, your career, whatever it is, something that, like for me, is when I almost died with my lungs and then freaking came all the way back and opened unbreakable with an oxygen tank. My other unbreakable moment was, you know, 11 years after starting my career, getting my first full-time job and not not quitting after 11 years of fucking rejection, making 9450 bucks a year. Living in New York City, what is your unbreakable yep. moment? Give me that moment for you that something should have broken, you didn't, and you came through the other side of that tunnel stronger because of it. I mean, overcoming just uh, really this past year with the injuries, the anxiety, you know, even the coming forth and, and now, you know, telling people, you know, kind of my journey. And then uh, really it's just uh, be wary of, of the people you're around every day at work. Uh, try to lighten people up. And uh, like I said, a compliment can go a long way for people. A good conversation can go a long way for people. And I feel like the initiation of that might be the hardest part. But once you break that door down, then it opens it up for a much better life. Man, I appreciate you so much, dude. And I'm proud of you, Gandalf. <laughs> Lane Johnson. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Always proud of you. Proud to walk this walk together, man. Thanks, Bilbo. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.